you want to go back to your roots, you'll be going without Jesus. Welcome to Right Start with Jim Custer, teaching pastor of Grace Polaris Church in Columbus, Ohio. We don't have the same issues as the early Jewish Christians. We aren't tempted to retreat from the freedom of grace to the familiarity of the law. Or are we? Don't we see many who want to reintroduce dietary codes or return to rote liturgy or even rely on human priests? But the new wine won't go into the old wineskins. Jesus doesn't fit into the old religious system. He breaks it. Here's Jim. When the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom, Jesus was on the cross, remember? The Bible says that he said it's finished and the veil in the temple was rent from top to top to bottom. That veil in the temple is what separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place. When it was torn top to bottom, God was visibly saying, this barrier between me in the Holy of Holies and you priests and those you represent out there in the courts with all that you're doing, that barrier has now been permanently severed and I am available to you and you are welcome to me on a whole new platform, a whole new basis. <sighs> got, got room for one more up there? All right, here we go. Let's, let's try it. Verse 12, when there is a change of the priesthood, if we're going to move from the priesthood system of Levi from the priesthood system of Melchizedek, then there must be a change of law as well. For the one about whom these things are said belong to a different tribe from which no one has served at the altar. Now it is evident that our Lord came from Judah, not Levi, Judah. So according to the Old Testament law and Levitical system, Jesus could not be a high priest. He is born from the tribe of Judah. Mary was from Judah, a descendant of David, as was Jesus' foster father, Joseph. Both of them were descendants from the tribe of Judah, from the person of David, not Levi. So Jesus, in this human system on earth that was operating all the way from the time of Moses at Mount Sinai, Jesus could not function as a priest, wrong tribe. The law disqualified Jesus from being a priest. So now we understand why God spoke Psalm 110. I am making you a priest forever of a different order, an order of priests that is illustrated and what shall I say, pictured back in the Old Testament in the person and function of Melchizedek back there in the days of Abraham. Jesus cannot be a priest under the law. So you choose, <laughs> you see, see what the writer's getting ready to say is you've got to make a choice. You either choose Jesus and a whole new priestly system which requires a whole new law, a whole new covenant. Because if you go back to the Levitical system, back to the temple, back to that priesthood, Jesus can't be your priest. 
it gets heavier, folks, when we're out of here. <laughs> but but let's, let's do ourselves a favor and not go further. Let's think about this. Let me read it again. I'm reading verse 13. The one about whom these things are said, that's Jesus. He is the one that the Father said, I am making you a priest forever after the order of, not Levi, Melchizedek. Okay, this one about whom these things are being said or prophesied, he belongs to a different tribe, not Levi, Judah. He goes on to make the point, verse 14, it is evident that our Lord Jesus Christ came from Judah and about the tribe of Judah, that tribe, Moses said nothing concerning priests. There are no priests from the tribe of Judah. So we have a terrible dilemma. The Messiah who came and demonstrated that he was indeed God came from the wrong tribe. Now listen to me carefully. He didn't come to fulfill an old system. He came to establish a new system, a new approach to God. An approach to God which would be based not upon animal sacrifices and going to a tabernacle in Jerusalem, a temple, priestly system, where priests die every year and they have to be replaced, and on and on and on and on and on and on it goes. Not that system. He didn't come to fix that system. He came to fulfill it, meaning that he came to replace that system with a system that would open the possibility of men and women coming directly to God through faith in Jesus and his system and not having to go back and to become a circumcised uh, Jew uh, doing the kosher and doing all of the things that the Old Testament system imposed upon that nation. And when Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it. He was talking about fulfilling what the law could not do. He was talking, he measured up, Jesus perfectly measured up to all the standards of the law, but he couldn't be a priest. This becomes clearer if another priest, a different priest, like Melchizedek arises, who doesn't become a priest based on a legal command concerning physical descent, but who becomes a priest based on the power of an indestructible life, for it has been testified, you are a priest forever, God the Father speaking to God the Son, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So the previous commandment is annulled. Why? The previous commandment is annulled because it was weak and unprofitable, for the law perfected nothing, but a better hope is introduced through which hope we draw nigh to God, near to God. Uh, folks, this is what makes the Old Testament and the New Testament different. This was the great controversy in the early church. If a Jewish 
a Jewish person living under that system understood that Jesus is Messiah and embraced him as personal Lord and Savior, they became immediately graced by God and they immediately had a relationship directly with God that promised absolute perfection, absolute fulfillment. If a Gentile became convinced that Jesus is the Messiah of God promised in the Old Testament even before the law was given, and he trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he doesn't have to go over and become circumcised and become kosher and become proto-Jewish. He doesn't need to do that because that system cannot give to the Gentile what he alone finds in Jesus Christ and what he has given in Jesus Christ is overly, abundantly, super sufficient for all that he needs for life and godliness for eternity, and there's nothing that system can add to it. And the dilemma, one of the, one of the reasons Hebrews is written, the dilemma is there's some wonderful Jewish people, like, let, let me use a name that you'll recognize, like uh, Nicodemus, or Paul, or Peter. Wonderful Jewish people. Mary. The mother of Jesus put her in there too. Wonderful. Looking for Messiah to come. When Messiah came, their dilemma was, how do I fit him into this system? He won't fit. If I trust him, I become a member of his body, as Paul calls it, the church. And all of that affiliation with my Jewish moorings and Jewish, 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 all of those things now are obsolete. What they could not give me, but they could promise, I now have completely in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Now, the Jews are putting the heat on me because they want me to come back to synagogue. They want me to come back. They want me to, they, they, they want me to come back into that system. And, and be one with them. If I do that, here's the point. If I do that, if I say, Jesus, it's nice to know you, but tell you what, I'm going home to my roots. I'm going back over here to the Levitical system, back to the, back to the tabernacle, back to circumcision, back to law, back to the 933 commands that I got to keep. I'm going back to all this. What you got to understand is, you can't take Jesus with you. How's that for a Monday night Bible study. And it divides the church and has split Christianity for 2,000 years. It has split Christianity in the sense of the, exclu the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And that includes the high priest. That includes Mary. That includes every member of the Sanhedrin that sat in judgment upon Jesus. You can't get to the Father through law-keeping. Can't do it. I have come. And if you take me, don't bring that. 
Matter of fact, when you take me, I give you a whole new different system to enable you to become the person that will marry me. And it begins with the gift of the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, comes and lives in your life. Wow. That's just starters. So, we're uh, just getting started here. It's, it's going gone, it's gone to get much, much, much more intense uh, before we get to chapter 10. <laughs> but I tell you, if you know Jesus, love Jesus, you're going to be dancing on the pews before we're finished the study. At least figuratively, I know, I know. I, I understand, but you're going to be thrilled out of your mind. Take Jesus. And don't try to make Jesus with the old covenant. Receive Jesus and understand, understand that receiving Jesus, you not only have a salvation that's paid for, bought and paid for and finished in the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary, but you receive his life, and his life is the resurrection, eternal life, on the basis of his life, his endless life, his eternal life, which he gives you, on the basis of that, he remains a priest forever. He's not going to die again. His promises will never go flat. He'll never run out of the resources to keep everything that he promised, because he's God. And his priesthood, Jesus' priesthood, unlike the Levitical system, doesn't rest upon the law. It rests upon the foundation of his life, his eternal life. You are a priest forever, 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 forever. Therefore, he lives forever, and he's able to save to the uttermost whoever come to him. So you can't sin so badly that Jesus will not accept you. You can't produce the sin that Jesus hasn't already died for. It's all done. But you can reject the eternal life and forgiveness that he gives. Can I use a very, very crude illustration? Yeah. <laughs> Just forgot what it was. It was a great one. What was it? That was incredible. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah. Tricene's car is in the garage tonight. It's been there since last um, Friday, was it, Tricene, when I took it in? Friday, Saturday? Friday, I think it was. Uh, the air conditioning won't work. Won't work at all. And, of course, with heat coming, I offered her my truck. She didn't think that was a good exchange. I'm glad she didn't take me up on that. My truck has air conditioning, but her car doesn't. Now, what we found was that the Ford people who built her car and serviced it want to restore it. So they bought, we got the new part, came in. They worked at putting it in. They got it in, tested it, wouldn't work. So that evening, I think it was Friday, I forget it was Thursday or Friday. Don't get old, it's very troubling. Now, it's not, that I, it's not that I'm demented. I just have so much more in there now, it's hard to keep it all separated. Anywho, Friday night, they couldn't get it fixed. Can we keep it over the weekend? Yeah, you can keep it over the weekend. 
So I called the day at noon. I said, hey, somebody promised they would call and tell me about it. Well, pastor, he said, uh, we don't know what's wrong. Listen, but we're going to keep it until it's fixed right. Now, listen, listen. That's what it means when it says Jesus is your high priest. He's going to fix it. Whatever it is, whatever it is, he's going to fix it. He's not just a savior who died and a hero who arose from the grave. He is sitting at the right hand of God as the one who mediates all things necessary to keep you in good repair. To improve and upgrade everything that needs to be improved and upgraded in your walk with him. To draw you closer and closer to God to fill you more and more with his grace and love and mercy. Aren't you glad you're under grace? Amen. That was a lousy amen. amen. That was better. Try one more time. Amen. Ah, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that there is a great high priest. And in many ways, he's just like us. He became flesh and he, he, knows, he knows what we face. He knows what we're going through. He's been tempted at all points like us we have yet without sin. So he knows. And he knows the systems he made us. In our mother's womb, he carefully crafted us, putting each part, each itty, itty, bitty, bitty, tiny, tiny little microscopic part of me was fashioned and created in my mother's womb. And I'm unique. Oh, but he knows me intimately. He can fix anything and everything. And he tells me that he has plans for a whole new renovation when even my physical body will be marvelously transformed and resurrected and I will be complete and whole, not just in heaven, but heaven will be in me. I'll be changed. I'll be fully like Jesus. And I'll be with him and with the believers forever and ever and ever. Father, that just blows my mind. But that's what priests do. That's what high priests do. They build bridges between man and his needs and God and his resources. They deal with the devil and the adversaries. They deal with the pain and heartache and disappointment. They give us hope, peace, joy. And they transform us from the inside out. That's what high priests do. So tonight, we, through Jesus Christ, can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive grace to help, mercy and peace and confidence and rest. We can receive grace to help in a timely way in every area of need we have. So Lord Jesus, help us to bring our burdens to the Lord to not carry them, but to place them upon you, casting our burdens upon you because you've made us the objects of your special, fatherly, infinitely gracious care. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are a high priest, our high priest forever, forever and ever and ever. And you are sufficient for every need. We can 
ever imagine. Bless these people. Grant us an, an understanding and grant us an ability to step into these truths, to put on this garment that you offer us, to appropriate, to reach out, to, to take to our hearts by faith these things that you promised, and to live today in light of the eternal confidence we have. You're already there, and soon we'll be joining you. With your heads bowed for just a moment. My dear friend, if you do not know this Jesus, as your own personal Savior, I beg you, ask him to come into your heart. Acknowledge, confess to him that you need him. You are a sinner. You're not perfect like he is. No one is. Believe that he brings with him everything you need for forgiveness, for cleansing, for change, for, to, for new life, for eternal, for eternal living. Ask him to come into your heart to be your savior. Choose him. Become part of his family. Please do it now. Don't wait. Ah, you may say, Jim, I don't understand. I don't understand at all either. But I believe him. And you can do the same thing. He is worthy of your trust and qualified to give you the gift of his eternal life. Ask him. Receive him. Invite him into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Father, hear our prayers. I know you will answer them according to your perfect wisdom and power. Thanks for this passage of scripture. Bless us as we continue to plow ahead into these marvelous promises and help us to take them into our hearts and apply them to our needs, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. The argument here reminds me very much of Paul's argument in Romans. You can try to live by the law, but you'll be doing it in the flesh as the old you, without the spirit and the benefits of the new birth. And we've had thousands of years to realize that DIY salvation doesn't work. Jim's sermon is called New High Priest from the Tribe of Judah. If you'd like to have the message on CD, we'll send it to you for a gift of $7 or more. If you'd like to have all of Jim's talks in the early chapters of Hebrews, ask for the CD album of our series, God's Ultimatum, Volume 1. It's 19 discs, yours for an offering of $66 or more. And if Right Start has made a difference in your life, would you consider paying that blessing forward? You can do that with your prayers and with a financial gift. We try to use your donations as wisely and effectively as we can. We understand that those are gifts to the Lord. We're just the stewards. Thanks for doing what only you can do. Mail us at Right Start, P.O. Box 437, Worthington, Ohio, 43085 USA, or call 1-800-984-2313. That's 800-984-2313. 
and visit the website, rightstartradio.org. You can re-listen to today's show or go back through past programs. The podcast brings the radio shows to your phone. Just click the On iTunes link and you can listen to or download Pastor Jim's complete sermons from the site. Donate, email us, and more at rightstartradio.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan Pope. Is the old covenant system really obsolete? Isn't God going to bring it back? Great question, and we'll hear the answer on tomorrow's broadcast. Please join us for the next Right Start.